Hello and welcome. My name is Brent Weaver and this is the Digital Agency Show. The podcast that goes behind the scenes with today's top agencies and entrepreneurs. I am really glad you're here. And once again, it's time to transform your business mindset. Hey, what's up, digital agency owners, podcast listeners. Before I introduce today's guest, I want to ask you a quick question. Are you currently stressed out, cash crunched, or fed up with your business? If you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead generation problem, or maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has become too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around, but I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now that it's probably something much deeper that you're not likely even aware of yet. It's like a client that comes to you saying that they need a website or Facebook ads or maybe a mobile app developed, but they don't even realize the deeper challenge or opportunity that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, then I want to invite you to apply for a YouGuru's Agency Freedom Session, where we'll dig into those underlying issues and get you moving like never before. The aha moments will shift the way you think forever, and you'll finally get the answers as to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start your application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. All right, let's introduce today's guest. Hey, what's up, podcast listeners, digital agency owners. Welcome to another episode of the Digital Agency Show. I'm your host, Brent Weaver, and today I am hanging out with a very good friend of mine, Aaron Rickson. Since the mid-90s, Rickson, founder Aaron Rickson, has been paid for crafting more than 6 million words. That's the equivalent of writing War and Peace back-to-back 11 times. He has written copy for more than 100 different industries across the English-speaking world, He is a regular speaker at our annual U-Summit conference and also helps to uh, advise and mentor many, many of our clients here at YouGurus. Aaron, welcome to the program. Thank you once again, Brent. I guess I should have said welcome uh, welcome back to the program uh, as a a repeat guest. I I have been uh, fortunate enough to be on your program more than once. Yep. And I I, I enjoy it every time. See that? That's called buttering up the host. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Go on. <laughs> well, speaking of buttering up, I had asked you to to put the line in my bio about how handsome I am, but you seem to forget that piece. It, it was it was kind of weird though because you said something like uh, you could tell them how handsome my mom thinks I am. Yeah, my uh, mom says I'm handsome. Yes. I mean, I I'm going to I've been raised to believe that that's true. So I don't know whether my mom's a liar. Are you calling my mom a liar, Brent? No man, it's 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 too crazy of times to uh, to get in a fight with. <laughs> yeah, uh, we, we we don't want to fight about anybody's mother. Yeah, it is crazy times. It is crazy times, man. It is. It is, man. Like I, um, you know, we're hanging out. Where I, this will go live pretty soon. But you know, it's funny. We're recording this on April 9th, and uh, it's probably going to go live in the next like a, a week from now. Which means that when you're listening to this episode. It could be a drastically different world than when we recorded it, which is just a really weird place to be in. Well, I mean, think about how much change is. I mean, just between you and me personally, like literally, I don't know uh, how whether your listeners follow you on social media or not. But a month ago, I had my birthday and you had Nicolas Cage cupcakes shipped to me as a surprise. And that was that was a month ago. And in the intervening month, I don't even know, man. The bottom has fallen out of the stock market and COVID-19 is everywhere. And, you know, the, your your presidential election is now a 
two horse race. And it, it just, it just really throws into relief how, you know, day to day, you do, it doesn't seem like much changes, but recently the world changes every day. Yeah. March, March 9th. So a month ago, I mean, yeah, it was, it was a completely, uh, I think different world, right? I mean, it's the same world. I mean, it, it, it's weird. Cause it's like really same, like really similar, especially like for me, I, I work at home. I have worked at home for, for years off and on, but for dedicated for like two plus years. Yeah. I kind of do the same thing day to day. A lot of Zoom calls, uh, a lot of uh, a lot of emailing, a lot of video work and in in coaching and implementation work. But uh, but then there's like this meta layer that's very different. Like my kids are at home all day. Uh you know. Oh yeah, I mean same. I I mean my my anniversary is March 11th. That's that is March 11th 2016 is when I quit almost 20 years of the corporate world and started working at home. So I I had settled into a groove after 4 years, but yeah, now I have new coworkers, shall we say. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, while I'm trying to write a sales page, uh for my clients, they come to me with different priorities. Like, can you print me out a coloring sheet, or am I allowed to have a snack? So it's um, it's been a it's been a learning period, a, a learning process for everybody. So now your your core service offering is is copywriting, and mm-hmm. I, I'd almost even say some a, a lot of higher level uh, marketing strategy in terms of you know kind of getting like a bigger picture of like how words are gonna help to drive results uh, for business. Notice how I'm giving you a really nice uh, setup here and a really nice uh, pitch for, uh, for what you do. <laughs> I appreciate <laughs> but, it. <laughs> but I guess for, for, for your, you know, the agency that you run, I mean, how has this situation directly affected and indirectly? You mentioned kind of your, you know, your kids are around you, which I kind of wish we could just all just like hit pause on our business and just go hang out with family for the next few months. But mm-hmm, I mean, mm-hmm. I think for most of us, we still have to, you know, generate income and in, in, in revenue and value. And maybe we have team members that are counting on us, but uh, you know, how has this impacted you? Well, for me, I mean, it's funny you mentioned team. I mean, I've always been a lone wolf, always, 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 always. If I need help, I contract it out. I've never had an employee. So fortunately I'm not experiencing some of the stress that other people have been where they have to make very difficult decisions around, you know, which one of their team members gets laid off, for example. Uh, but you know the 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 piece about the kids too i mean precisely when they are home and they need extra intervention around school and they want extra attention just the the economic reality of today's situation means my door is closed more than ever you know i will get up really early now and read a bit and then get to work super early and you know they're knocking on the door asking if they can get help with cereal uh, that's not I've never run my business that way. It's always been family first and work second. And now those, those kind of priorities are, are switched because, you know, like a lot of people in uh, the kind of pay for service model, yeah, I'm scrabbling. There's a, you mentioned, you mentioned that I do words and then I do strategy. It's a little bit like I do, I do, I do almost three things. I sort of I build the car for sure, but there are times when I drive the car and then there are times when I build somebody a map uh, to say, Here, here's where we're going to drive. And all of those three things are up in the air these days. People don't know where they're going. They don't know what kind of car they want to drive in, whether they should be driving at all. They don't know whether they need a driver. 
they're not very good at driving themselves, but they think to save money, they got to do it. So at least, you know, I, I think a lot of your agency owner listeners can relate. We're in, you know, to use an overused phrase, unprecedented times where I think we're all trying to, to figure this out and scramble for what does it look like? I have a friend who, uh, well, you know her too. It's Tracy, Tracy o- O'Shaughnessy. She runs uh, Branding and Beyond down in yeah. Texas. She um, both works in the construction industry and coincidentally has uh, an accountant who works with her same clients. He's a profit first accountant who's, you know, they both share the same client base. And he's simultaneously telling those clients to go out and get all the money that they can, but also to avoid paying their invoices right now to save all the money that they they can, right? So (laughs) she's in this place where the very people that she's trying to work with are being counseled not to pay her. And so it's, it's tricky, man, because there's essentially two responses to, to this kind of uncertainty. You've got type, type A who says, I'm going to lean into the uncertainty and I'm going to spend my way out of this. And then there's type B that kind of, the first thing they do is clap their wallet shut and go, nope, not spending anything, can't market, blah. Yeah, I think you and I both know which ones are going to survive six months from now, but it's, it's hard to get people to believe that until you know, their business starts to founder. And then by then it's almost too late to say, well, you, you know, you should have been marketing with me the whole time. Right. Did you ever see the movie with Brad Pitt, World War Z? Yeah. He has this, uh, it just kind of came to mind when, when you were talking about it and he's, uh, I can't, I can't even remember like the full like plot line or what, you know, he does, but he, you know, he was kind of one of these operatives or whatever that, you know, had, you know, had some skills or training or whatever, knew how to like deal with these crises. And he said something along the lines of like, you have to keep moving, right? Like if you stay put, you're like, you're screwed. And I think there's a lot of truth to that. And I've, I've advised a lot of our clients that you can't, you can't save your way through a crisis. You can't, you know, I've talked to a few agencies who are spending every day trying to cut expenses and trying to, you know, do things for less and, and, and roll things back and all this kind of stuff. And they're, you know, they're checking the SBA, you know, website 17 times a day or calling in and sitting on hold <laughs> to check on stat. They're, they're, they're trying to get rescued through this crisis or they're trying to save their way. If we just clamp our wallet hard enough, we'll make it through. And I think the hard part about that kind of strategy is that, you know, that might work for three months, but if this goes on for 18 months, yeah, you know, at some point a, you're in a world of hurt. Yeah, at some point you gotta like you gotta generate revenue, right? Like if you if you're like if this was Armageddon, you know, and the zombies came, and you like hold up in your house, right, with your canned food, <laughs> you know, like eventually, yeah. Yeah. you know, somebody's gonna come along and be like, I'm gonna take all your, you know, I'm gonna put a gun to your head and take all your food, right? And I think that's what's gonna happen to, uh, unfortunately, to a lot of businesses that are doing that kind of strategy of holding up and and not trying to get themselves out there and continue to market and continue to sell is that somebody's going to come along and take all their customers. I think so. I would be happy to, um, to be that person who comes and takes all the customers. But you got to keep moving. Um, and, and one of the things I want to talk to you about, uh, Aaron, because yeah. you are, you have spent so much time, so many years of your life crafting messaging and words, not, not just like words, like here's a blog post, but specifically persuasive words that help businesses mm-hmm. to sell 
their services, uh, either sell people into engaging with them and, and, and have it starting a conversation or actually sell things in terms of, you know, buying a product. And right now, I know that a lot of people are really confused as to how do we talk about ourselves? How do we message? How do we even offer somebody something for, you know, with an exchange of money? Like I was on a session this morning and somebody said, you know, I don't feel comfortable selling anything right now to anybody. Well, it's tricky. I mean, not that I'm a psychologist, but maybe I'm an armchair psychologist. I think that, you know, no judgment or whatever, but if you don't feel comfortable selling to someone right now, I think that speaks to a a lack mentality that may not necessarily be there. You know, you're already pre-assuming that the person you want to sell to has so little money that they couldn't possibly find anything valuable enough in your service to pay for, right? There's web design projects out there. There's digital marketing projects out there. There's ad projects. There's copywriting projects. They're all there. It's just more difficult to find them now. And more than ever, you can take refuge in in this piece. The, the, the piece that as digital agency owners that sometimes we discount is... We get so focused on the service that we provide that we forget about the relief that we provide to an essential question, you know? Gosh, I have this problem. I have no idea what to do. You know, maybe it's my website sucks and I'm not prepared for this pandemic or my emails are not getting opened or my ads are not getting clicked on. That is still a problem. And if you think about the relief that you provide from that problem, hey, I'm here. I can take care of you. I know about this stuff. You don't have to worry about that anymore. Then often that worry is getting rid of that worry is something that people will gladly pay for. They will dive deep and say, yep, you know what? I don't know where my cash flow is going to be three months from now, but I got the money now and I know I need to pay it. Or I've got some space in my credit line and that makes sense to me to take that risk and to say, yes, I will pay you this $6,500. And, you know, sure, let's do this. You know, let's remake that landing page and see if we can improve conversion rates. Or, you know what, we had the 28 grand earmarked already. We've got the time now because business is slower than we thought. Yeah, let's remake the website or whatever, right? If you focus so much on the outputs that you provide, it can be easy to lose track of the outcomes that you provide. So I think if you're scared about selling, you've got to focus on those outcomes. Well, one thing I've been asking uh, our, our folks to do that are, are in that position is kind of substitute the word sell for, uh, for help. That you're, for sure. You're, yep. You know, go out there and help people. And, you know, I mean, if you can do a little bit of that for in good faith for, uh, for free, or for uh, for not very much. I mean, that's great, but you know, I really I really worry about the people that are are not selling and they think they're just going to wait this thing out and then you know it's kind of like timing the stock market. You know, like when if if you're going to turn it off, if you're going to stop selling, or if you're going to you know sell all of your positions, right? Then the question becomes, of course, is well, when do you buy back in? Mm-hmm. You know, if it's not okay to sell now, like when will it be okay to sell? <laughs> Well, it's almost like it's 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 like the stock market. It's also like these kind of doomsday preppers, you know. You you where wherever you fall on the prepper scenario or the spectrum, rather, 
maybe you think it's a bunch of hogwash. Maybe you have, you know, like a mutual friend of ours who shall remain unnamed, a laundry room full of food. Uh, (laughs) That's immaterial because as far as the, as far as business is, is concerned, the time for prepping is over and the time for action is now. Now you don't necessarily have to have prepared for nine months to get to this point. You might be in a better space if, yeah, you, you were highly leveraged, you know, if you've got a lot of cash on hand and you've got, you've managed to reduce your debt in some fit of prescience. Awesome. Good for you. Maybe you don't have a lot of cash. Maybe you do have some debt. It doesn't matter. You really do have to do like you say, and keep moving. You've got to be, selling your way through this and by extension helping your way through this like i i work long long days now and a significant portion maybe 25 30% of my week is spent working for free with with people that i know need it and who are desperate and I don't mind helping, you know, good friends that are on hard times and need a, need an email to, to try to get payment from a client or to try to launch their new offering in a compassionate way. Uh, some, some work I'm doing for fire sale prices, some work I'm doing for, you know, my usual rates because I can get them. And because it happens to be with a client that is fully focused on growth yeah, that's a different approach for me. You know, in the past, I might say, I'm sorry, you must be at least this tall to ride this ride. You cannot, we, we can't do this project unless you have this much in the budget. But different, you know, different times call for different measures, right? And I think whatever you can do to help your clients is going to accomplish a number of things. First, it's going to keep you busy. So you've got less time to worry and panic. Second, it's going to make you feel good because you're helping people. Third, yeah, it might make you some money in the near term. Fourth, it's going to set you up in the long term as, and this is in air quotes, the one who cared. And that's a really good place to be in right now. You can double down on building those relationships, on making your friendships stronger, turning your acquaintanceships into friendships, and just preparing both financially and psychologically for when we all come out of this because at some point the green light's going to go on and trump or trudeau or johnson or whoever is running your country is going to say open for business and there's going to be two types of people the ones who are ready for that and the ones who sort of hid out in their root cellar for six months and are not prepared i would rather be one of the ones that is prepared Hey, what's up, agency owners? As someone that's built hundreds of websites for clients over the last 20 years, I know how important it is to have a content management system that helps me launch sites fast so I can focus on getting my clients' results and building a successful and profitable agency. If you're looking for a new CMS, I'd like to introduce you to a new platform called Zephyr, a content management system built for power users and agencies. Build websites faster, make clients happier. Find out more info at ZephyrCMS.com and get one free site for life and a free theme setup valued at $500. That's ZephyrCMS.com. Now let's get back to our interview. Speaking specifically about content right Uh now, and you mentioned some things that you're doing around helping people with a launch in a compassionate way or in Mm -hmm. even in just sending an email to to collect uh, payment. 
you know, a lot of people maybe don't have services that are directly related to to COVID, but I think people right now are having a hard time marketing or communicating in any way without mentioning it. It's kind of the 800-pound gorilla in the room. How do you bring context to your messaging? I mean, if people right now are, I mean, I know some people that have not emailed their list because they're like, well, I just don't know what to say. I need to, I need to send an email about COVID first and then, you know, and then I can start to market them again or, or, you know, I just don't know how to, you know, I don't feel comfortable sending an email to my list, seeing if they need my help because, you know, I know they're hurting so bad or, I mean, how do you, how, like on a tactical level, I mean, what are some things that you've helped people do in terms of being compassionate and on, you know, recognizing the difficulty that we're in, but also, recognizing that right now people need more help than ever? Well, I'm going to answer that question and take a brief detour to pre-explain what I'm talking about. There's a thing I like to call the peanut nose paradox. (laughs) And that is this. If you give a four-year-old a bowl of peanuts and you leave the room, but before you leave the room and you say, now whatever you do, don't put a peanut up your nose. (laughs) (laughs) odds are that when you come back in the room, he's going to have a peanut up his nose because he never thought of it in the first place. And then, you know, he started to think about the idea and they thought, I wonder what it would feel like to have that peanut. And then he put it up his nose. So that's a kind of a weird explanation. I I know you expect these things from me now. So I like to try to work one into at least every conversation. Here's what I'm talking about. We live in a time now where uh, nearly every bit of news is doom and gloom. Every day you hear about more sickness, more death. We've kind of lost perspective in that way that we do in, in the Western world where, you know, there are millions of people who are struggling with this thing. And yet we hear six hours about this songwriter that died or that person that was on this reality show or this one who happened to be 26. And so we, you know, our empathy gets drained repeatedly. So we're in this place where we're kind of like panicking to some degree. And here's the peanut nose thing. You have to relieve that panic, but you also, you can't bring up that panic because if you start out your sales message by talking about COVID-19, you're going to make people think about COVID-19 and that's going to diminish your effectiveness. So where I've been able to help is by helping people talk about what's going on without really talking about what's going on. For example, uh, I prepare, I help somebody make a pitch for um, a, a package of hours that she was selling. And we said, You know, the pitch started with, this has become something of a mantra for me these days. To find a way through uncertainty and turmoil, you need optimism, not pessimism, which means, yes, I have to believe, as you do, I'm sure, that things will rebound. So that talks about the situation we're in, but it doesn't psychologically trigger somebody because we're not saying pandemic, we're not saying financial crash, we're not saying COVID-19, we're not saying, you know make sure to sanitize your groceries. We're, we're saying, look at, we're, we're confronting the reality of the situation. We're talking about uncertainty and turmoil, but we're also giving a, a message of hope. Uh, you can say things like, there's no point denying it. The world is in flux. But do I believe we're going to come out better for it? Yeah, of course I do. You can say things like, if you're reaching out to your, to your list, you could say, look, first, let's get something out of the way. 
I sincerely hope that you're doing well and that you and the people that you care about are staying safe and sane in these unprecedented times. You know, all of these speak from a place of compassion, but they don't command your reader not to put a peanut up their nose. <laughs> <laughs> I, I appreciate the, uh, the levity of the, uh, of the uh, analogy. Uh, <laughs> and, and I think that there's, I mean, yeah, I mean, planting that idea, I mean, you do have that freedom in your copy or your sales message or even in your sales conversations to acknowledge that there's challenge, uh, but not to like, you know, say those trigger words necessarily from, a, mm -hmm. from, a, you know, is, is it really relevant? But also, I mean, you know, there's people, I mean, there are people that are, are taking advantage of, of that situation, right? They're kind of trying to, to get people to panic into taking some kind of action, whether that's the right thing or the wrong thing. I mean, there's kind of a dark side to, to what, what all's going on right now, but I think there also yeah, is. Yeah, it's hard. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you're you, like, you, you, just hear. <laughs> you know me, right? You, you, I mean, this, the, the speech that I gave at your last U summit was precisely about that dark side, about the tendency to want to use fear-based marketing to manipulate, to, to, you know, to stoke people's emotions to make them insecure and then promise that security for the low, low price of 1997 with, you know, 64, 97 worth of value, right? Like it's, it's a tricky time. I'm seeing everything from uh, instant digital course in a box, you know, you don't need to know anything and you can sell it for 12 modules. And, you know, it's just, it's seeing that and I'm seeing the kind of, rapacious, uh, you can get started for $37 kind of nonsense. The, 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 the stuff like you don't even need to know how to write and I'll teach you how to make $300 a day. Like it's just, it doesn't work. And well, you know what? Maybe I'm getting angry because it does work. Because I was, was, was going to call you out on that. I was like, I, I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I mean, I'm sure that that does work. I mean, at least in the short term, I mean, in the short term, right? I mean, I think that I'm sure you can use, use hardcore fear, use, you know, one of my, my mentors was talking about, you know, the, there's a difference between trying to find opportunity and being opportunistic. And, oh, that's good. It's good a way to talk about it. Yeah. And I think that for every business right now, there probably is, is opportunity. Uh, one of our, one of our clients, he works with a company that does disinfectant, uh, cleaning, like disinfectant mm -hmm. level cleaning, uh, commercially for, you know, businesses and, and homes, now, you know, between, you know, a disinfectant business and selling puzzles, like, I don't know, head to head in a drag race, <laughs> like which one is crushing it more right now, but they're, you know, they could never have timed this. And I think being opportunistic would be, you know, selling that client because they're probably generating a lot of money revenue right now, uh, trying to sell that clients, you know, anything that they would buy and, and, and marking up your rates and, and giving them fixed price quotes for services because they don't have a lot of time to make decisions. Uh, you know, giving them fixed price quotes with huge amounts of, of padding and profit built in for you because you know yeah. that they're successful right now. Like that's being opportunistic, but you know, going to them and being like, Hey, this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for your business to grow. And maybe you're able to because if you serve, you know, people really well, maybe you're able to 
you know, create a, a cash war chest, right? I mean, you know, there's most most of the time disinfectant businesses aren't like blowing, you know, out out, out from all angles, right? But right now they have a, a really short period of time, maybe it's a year that they're going to be in crazy high demand. And, you know, going to them and helping them come up with like legit strategies to help them grow responsibly right now. I mean, that, that to me is like finding opportunity versus, you know, trying to take advantage of people. Uh, and I think there's a big think difference so between those things. I mean, if, you know, just to be clear, if, if people aren't familiar with all the nuances of that word, that, you know, opportunism is about jumping on circumstances without moral principles, you know? And I think that, or without sort of accepted moral principles, you may say you've got them, but I mean, if society says you should be doing this and you're doing the opposite, then yeah, maybe that's opportunism. And there is a lot of space, as you said, for the any for any kind of business to find an opportunity to serve. Maybe that looks different from the opportunity you were used to, but that doesn't mean that you shouldn't go out there and try to do that. I mean, I'm thinking again of the example you gave where, you know, maybe they're sitting at home afraid to email their list. For me, that's leaving money on the table. You never know who you're going to be able to help and who really needs your help right now. There's also this whole other class of businesses that's sort of cropping up, as you mentioned, the perfectly timed ones. Like, I'm, I'm going to bring this example up because I think it reinforces the point that we keep talking about, about you never know when somebody needs something and would happily pay for an answer. It's been driving me nuts. The weather's starting to get warmer. And for whatever reason, it makes me mental to have my snow tires on when the weather gets warmer. You know, I don't know whether you know this, but uh, after about, I'm trying to think what it is in American, seven Celsius in uh, in Canada, that's probably about what, 40, after about 45 degrees, your snow tires will actually start getting damaged if they're still on your car. It's because of the way the rubber works. So it's been driving me nuts that they're on there because I know that I'm doing damage to them and I wish that I'd get them off, but I can't work a tire iron. <laughs> I could I could write you a manual about it, but I couldn't change my tire if it, my life depended on it. It could be a World War Z and they'd say, listen, all you got to do to fight off the zombies <laughs> is, is uh, throw, a, throw a tire at them. I'd be like, okay, well, they can eat me first. So my wife's wandering around the neighborhood and she sees this van called the Tire Pros and they offer in-driveway tire changes. Oh my God. It cost me 40 bucks. I would have spent 200. No lie. Because that's what that problem was worth to me. I wanted those tires off. They were right there. You can, you know, to, to your listeners, you could be that for somebody. Maybe they have a thing they want to launch and they really need a funnel. Or maybe their website is broken and they are prevented themselves from recovering economically because of a, a you know a, a, some kind of PHP error and they really need you to help them. Or their emails are garbage and they want someone to write them better. I mean, now's the time to do, as you said, Brent, and without being opportunistic, to, to seize that opportunity. And you know, uh, I'm going to ramble a bit more just because I want to make sure that this message gets through. I wrote uh, some, some, some payment emails for a good friend of ours, Cliff. And I, I want to read one to you just to, to, to share with people how you can, you can ask for money in a time where you don't think you can. Let's say you're, you know, you're a week over. They're a week over on their invoice and you need to get paid the same way as everybody else does. 
you can simply say, look at, I hope you're doing well and that you're staying safe. But this just to remind you that our invoice number, blah, with a total of blah that we sent is, was due a week ago. I'm sure you're busy, but I'd greatly appreciate it if you could review the invoice and the services rendered. Let me know if you have questions. That's a very polite, very respectful way to say, give me my money. And it's one that acknowledges that we're in a strange time, but it, that doesn't take advantage and that doesn't seem opportunistic and doesn't, doesn't look like you're simply turning them upside down by their ankles and shaking out their pockets. I mean, we're all in business. We all know what business is. We're all trying to do it the same way as everybody else. And I think if there's a theme to this conversation we've had, it's this. It's, it's that in some ways, everything has changed. But in some ways, nothing has changed. You still provide value. You still deserve to get paid for that value. You're still going to be rewarded for taking advantages of opportunity. And you're still going to be rewarded for helping. So I think you should just keep doing those things business as usual because that's what's going to help you get through. I love that message. I think there's fundamentals that you know worked a month ago and they work now. The, the, the challenge, I guess, is just the environment's changed. So it's like you have to kind of rework the core system on the fundamentals and go, okay, we, you know, we had invoice emails, we had marketing emails, we had a website, you know, these, these things all work now. We just have to yeah. go back to them and, you know, recognize what's changed in the world and use those core fundamentals. And, and I think if you just kind of update stuff to make it relevant to right now with the fundamentals, I, I think you can be... Uh, you can definitely be successful and find the success and find a way to marketing uh, to market and sell uh, within your agency and also you know more importantly like for for your clients right helping them through this I think is the number one thing if you help your clients to you know pivot and to update and to triage uh, I think that they're you know you help every single one of them that you help survive uh, is going to um, you know, I mean, they'll pay you back in some way, whether it's revenue mm-hmm. right now or or uh, some kind of loyalty or revenue later. It's funny you say that word pivot. There's a list. We probably don't have time to go into that whole list, but I can give your listeners a list of places where they can look to see if they need to pivot their messaging. Places like their homepage and their landing page and their emails and so on. I'd happily give that to them if they want to visit my website at a, at a link that I prepared for you. Yeah, I will. Uh, that'd be cool. I think we can definitely share that in our in our show notes for sure. So, um, if, right. if I think having that that list and also, um, I mean, I, you know, any it, before we kind of wrap and move to uh, before we move to lightning round. I mean, you know, like even yeah. just like something as simple as like a homepage, right? I mean, like should yeah. should we be going to our homepage, you know, and and making changes to to that copy? I mean, is it like? You know, all bold letters, like, I mean, I know you kind of answered this earlier, but, you know, unprecedented times, COVID-19, <laughs> oh my God, right? I mean, you know, update your website, well, website in a day. It's, it's funny you bring that up. I mean, I used to, in, in, you know, in good times, I had this jokey message about how there's only one Rickson, you know, there's other writers, but there's only one Rickson. And then uh, sometime a few months ago, I changed that to speak specifically about the outcomes that I provide, you know, the, the, the kinds of things that you can do with the copy that I write. But, you know, given that I would like to go to market with a different message now, I'm going to change that. In fact, by the time people listen to this and head there, they may already see a new messaging around maximizing your marketing, getting the most that you can out of, you know, the least you have to do. I think here's a good rule of thumb. If you're pivoting, 
yes, obviously revisit. If it's business as usual, whatever that means in 2020, then you definitely need to review to make sure uh, uh, just of two things. Number one, are you staying compassionate and kind and helpful? You know, can you, or is, is your messaging as much of those things as it can be? And the, and the flip side of that, number two, are you accidentally saying anything that might alienate people that might come across weird in, in, um, in these times, you know, uh, the example I keep giving these days is it, an entrepreneur had been offering a course on Facebook. It was a, it was like a reinvent your business course or whatever. It's the, the ads shuttered to a halt quite understandably because, <laughs> because they said in the middle of the pandemic, they said, what could your life look like in eight weeks? I don't know. Have you looked at USA Today? Do you really want to answer that question? <laughs> you know, I, I, that's, that was probably a great campaign when they launched it. But on a dime, it started to work against them, right? So you want, to, you want to check to make sure that you're not saying anything that could be seen as insensitive or clueless or, or just plain dumb. You know, do you have to reinvent your whole website? No, of course not. Do you, you know, could you benefit from finding a writer on Upwork or uh, a local job board or, you know, expensiveandhandsomewriters.com? to help you with your homepage for sure you could you know uh is that a pitch for my services no it's just a pitch to to get you to think about these things and to look at your own messaging through that lens and saying okay you know what normally i might be playing call of duty on a saturday morning but instead maybe i'll just take 90 minutes to review everything and see where i'm at what can i do these days to make sure that i still feel like i'm with it or that my stuff is helpful you know simple changes awesome man well, I've uh, I've appreciated this conversation. I think that it's it's uh, it's timely. I think it's necessary for our folks to uh, get permission and um, and also get some insights about how they can start to take action to work on their business in mm-hmm. uh, in in unprecedented times. I mean, this is definitely going to be a new normal, and I think you have to to lean in and be willing to make some mistakes and probably say some things that maybe won't, you know, may, might, might come across in, in the wrong way. But I think as long as you're listening and, and, and changing and, and uh, evolving, I think everybody's going to get through this together. So thanks for sharing your insights with us today, Aaron. Are you ready for our, uh, our lightning round? I am. What is the best advice you've ever received? Keep your mouth closed. You're catching flies. Sorry, I just, I had to think about that for a minute. (laughs) (laughs) It's good advice. Don't speak until you know what you want to say. Which of your personal habits has contributed most to your success? Uh, Grit. It's certainly helping me now. You know, it's requiring 13 hour days, which is a lot to do for a writer. It's hard to think that hard from, you know, five in the morning till six at night, but... Uh, I've been able to do it in bursts and largely because, you know, for example, even you guys, the, the, you know, the number of times where I had to write an emergency sales page for this Uguru's campaign or that campaign because something shifted and we only had two days to do a new one. That sort of skill has paid off in spades now when things are changing and I've got 11 things on the to-do list and not all of them are going to contribute to the bottom line, but they got to get done anyway. And you got to do them today because there's 11 more things to do tomorrow. It's so I would say grit for sure. 
Can you share an internet resource, a tool or app that you use that you think our listeners would find valuable? I love, I love to plug Grammarly. I use it constantly. It's like my, it's like my AI proofreader. So I, I run everything I write through Grammarly to catch mistakes. Um, these days I've been having fun with a little app called Bear. It's a note taker. And uh, little known fact about me, I used to be a, a reggae DJ. No lie, I'm not even joking. And I've resurrected my radio show on Spotify. So uh, I just started using Spotify. Usually I'm an Apple Music fan, but I found out lots of people have Spotify. So I've, I've been putting together some uh, reggae playlists on Spotify. So there's my three. Grammarly, Bear. Bear's only for Mac, by the way. Grammarly, Bear, and Spotify. Make sure when uh, our team follows up with you for links for show notes that you give us a link for the Spotify list. So if anybody wants oh, to follow sure. you, uh, we'll, we'll get yeah. that going here as well. Uh, what book would you recommend and why? At the start of all this, <laughs> which sounds funny to say about something that I'm talking about that was two weeks ago. I found it uh, back when we still had stores uh, on, on a shelf. I saw a Harvard Business Review collection called Managing in a Downturn. Uh, you could probably get it from Amazon.com or you get it for your Kindle. It's got a, I mean, if you know HBR, it's pretty, it's pretty high level thinking. But if you enjoy the, that kind of business writing, got 10 different articles that have really helped me in the past, uh, past couple of weeks. Everything about seizing, everything from seizing advantage to strategy to doing spending reviews to, you know, having difficult conversations. It's a, it's a good read. Awesome. Well, we will link out to that book. Hopefully, uh, if you can't order it uh, in print, maybe it's uh, available in Kindle for unlimited downloads. Mm-hmm. We'll link out to that. We'll link out to those tools as well as your Spotify playlist all in our show notes. Check that out, yougurus.com forward slash podcast. So if you are, I was about to say on the road or on a run, I mean, maybe you are, maybe you're on a treadmill <laughs> at home. Uh, maybe you're in your basement on your stationary bike. I don't know. Uh, but you can check out that stuff uh, <laughs> along with insights and takeaways uh, at yougurus.com forward slash podcast. If it's the week this is coming out, click on Aaron's episode. It'll be right there up at the top. Aaron, how can our folks uh, find out more about you? Is there anything that you have that they can check out? Definitely. You can go to rickson.com, W-R-I-X-O-N.com slash friends of Brent. Friends of Brent is the uh, URL that I made for this podcast episode. <laughs> Rickson.com slash friends of Brent. And you will find some neat little resources there that should help you with your messaging needs uh, it, during these, what, what do we keep saying? During these times of turmoil. And you know what? Uh, this is how I roll. Because I, I, I've always felt icky about it. They are going to be ungated. You can get them for free. You do not need to worry about signing up and getting... Blurg blurg with all of my wonderful copywriting thoughts on my email newsletter. You can have these things for free because I think that's, uh, in the words of the great Burt Bacharach, what the world needs now. Awesome, man. Well, thank you for that. We will uh, link out to uh, that uh, rickson.com slash friends of Brent also on our show notes page. Uh, just check that out at Eucharist. Click on podcast, find Aaron's episode, and you'll get all those goodies. Aaron, thank you so much for stopping by the program today. Thank you, my man. It's It's been fun as always. And I can think of uh, nothing better to do with a with a with an afternoon than sit down and talk with you. It's, 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 it's as helpful actually talking about it as, that, as I hope it is for people to listen to it. Awesome, man. Well, we appreciate you. Appreciate all the good things you've done for our community over the years and for our listeners out there uh, in the digital agency space. So keep on doing what you're doing and uh, we'll keep on doing what we're doing. Cheers, man. You're the best.
And that's it for this week's episode of the Digital Agency Show. Stay tuned each and every week for more great content coming to you to help you grow your digital agency so you can achieve freedom in business and life. Until next time, I'm Brent Weaver. Thanks again for tuning in to the Digital Agency Show. Before we close out today, I want to check on your answer to my questions from the beginning of the episode. Are you stressed out, cash crunched, fed up with your business? Now, if you feel this way, you might think that you have a lead gen problem. Maybe it's the area you live in, or maybe this market has gotten too competitive. Maybe you think that your business can't be turned around. And I want you to think again. In my many years of experience, I can tell you now it's something much deeper that you're likely not even aware of yet. It's like a client who says they need a website, Facebook ads, or mobile app, but they don't even realize it's a deeper challenge that's blocking them from success. Now, if you'd like to find out what your deeper challenge is, I want to invite you to apply for a free agency freedom session where you can dig into those underlying issues in your business and get moving like never before. The aha moments that you're going to have will shift the way you think forever and you'll finally get the answer to why your business hasn't taken off. The number one most important decision to rapidly grow your business starts by booking your agency freedom session today. Go to yougurus.com slash apply to start the application process for this free call. Once again, go to yougurus.com slash apply to get started. Thanks again for tuning in. Join us next week for another episode of the Digital Agency Show.